Dog, stop it. Hey, don't yell at that dog. Oh, jeez. If I have to kick you out of the room, do you want me to kick you out of the room? Huh? I don't want to kick you out of the room. Don't, don't be mean to that dog. Well, I'll kick you out of the room. I will. I'll kick you right out of the room. <laughs> You're so good. You're so good. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of This Horror Life. I am Rob Humphrey and joined, as always, by my host, my co-host. Oh, I'm host yep. now. I've been promoted to just host. Yeah, you're just host. Um, I appreciate that. I'm you done with it. <laughs> you can have That's it. Fine. I'll have it. I enjoy it. Uh, how you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Uh, good. Good. Uh, a little tired today, but not too bad. Yeah. You know, you didn't fall asleep, so that's good. No, no, it came close. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I sat up instead of laying down. I was just like, there you know you what? Go. I want to sit up this time. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it works out. I had the long weekend and then went back to work. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's tiring. Uh, what about you, Ghost? Did you have a, a good Fourth of July weekend? Uh, I had a really good Fourth of July weekend because um, I didn't do anything. Oh yeah, well, I didn't really do much either, to be honest with you. I worked like all day Saturday. Yeah, like, ten and a half hours. Um, nice. but other than that, it was a very no, not nice. It was terrible. Well, they're making that Hot money. Hell out. Um, but it was a really good weekend. Good. Well, I did. Uh, I did virtually nothing. So. I mean, um, that's what I did. It was yeah. great. I watched a lot of Below Deck. I hate you. Uh, I'm catching up on. I didn't know. Uh, I I have found out, but that there is a second season of Sailing Yacht that I didn't know about. Um, so once I discovered that, I started watching that. And uh, so I, I'm uh, I'm a good part of the way into that now. And, um. Uh, I think that we're going to have to come up with a contract that you cannot mention below deck on this podcast anymore. Uh, you have no idea how far this obsession has gone. I uh, don't want it to go I any found, further. I have found below deck discussion groups on social media that I am now I part of. I heard you found of. a podcast. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's a whole sure. different world out there, Ghost. All right. Um, have you, uh, did you get a chance to watch anything or read anything um, or whatever? I have watched. I watched Fear Street Part One, 1994. Okay. I uh, I watched that. Really, too. really enjoyed it. I liked it at the beginning, and then it seemed like the longer it went on, the less I enjoyed it. Why? I thought it was so uh, good. Well, one, they front loaded a lot of the music, um, so I was really into the music at the beginning, and it seemed like they played like fewer and fewer songs as it went on. Um. But also, I just felt like, I don't know, uh, I thought the uh, slasher idea was really cool, but then they introduced a bunch of other stuff, and I kind of wasn't into it. Huh? I like that, though. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it it's was uh, fine. interesting to like, think I'm that gonna... it all ties back to this one point in time, this one thing happened with this yeah. bitch. And I'll watch the next two that mm-hmm. come out, um, unless the second one is just absolutely terrible. Um, but I, I did like it. I just uh, I wasn't uh, as high on it as everybody else was. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I thought like it was definitely scary. There were some good uh, little jumps in there. Um, and there were definitely quite a few moments of you know, a little comic relief mm-hmm. here and there, which yeah. I, I really enjoyed. So very mm-hmm. reminiscent to me of watching like Scream for the first time. Yeah, I could see that. They um, um they didn't cut away from the gore either. Yeah, yeah. That's which, uh, which I like. Those the kill at the end. Yeah. With, uh, the friend, fuck, I can't remember her name. Um, but through the fucking, I don't know, was that a bread slicer? Whatever that. I was. I had no idea what it was until I saw somebody online post a gif of a bread slicer. Ah, uh, so I was right. Yeah. It is a bread slicer. Yeah, I yeah. had no clue what that thing was. Uh, but yeah, yeah. that one was pretty cool. Yeah, so I have plans to watch the next one, which comes out, this is part news, I guess, uh, on Friday, July 9th. So I am planning on watching that this weekend. That one comes out on the 9th? Yep, and then the next one comes out on the the next week, on the 16th. Oh, I didn't realize they were coming out that quick. Yep. All right. That's what I really enjoyed about it, was I don't, I don't gotta wait. Yeah. No, I thought it would be like once a month or something. No, nope, I didn't, once I didn't a realize week, they were, three weeks in a row. So that's really cool. I didn't realize they were going to be that uh, that close. Um, all right. Did you watch anything else? Yeah, I also watched that. I don't want to call it stupid, but it was very bizarre. Um, Repo, the genetic opera with uh-huh. you and Mike yeah. and Kat for a special slasher radio episode that'll be up on Patreon. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting movie. I don't hate it. It's just like I said when we watched it, I definitely would have to give it another watch with subtitles to understand what everybody's saying. Yeah, I was pretty miserable throughout most of it. Um, You're miserable through everything. Okay? But it, it did. Uh, it by the end, it did start to kind of win me over a little bit. Um, yeah, it wasn't as horrible as I thought it was going to be, but it took a long time for me to get to that point. Um, but yeah, that was just a fun little watch along thing that we recorded. Yeah, I uh, I liked it. I I will watch this again. Um, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I have to watch it right this second. Um, but uh, I will watch this again at some point, hopefully somewhere I can watch it with subtitles. Because sometimes, like, uh, words get lost in the singing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, especially that one guy with the accent. <laughs> Your favorite guy? <laughs> my favorite guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 it was fine. I'll, I will never watch it again unless forced to again. <laughs> you might get forced to. But, you know, it was it was fine. Um, that's all I watched though. Okay. Well, you took, uh, two off of my list. I did watch, um, not horror related summer of soul, which is a, a new documentary about, uh, I believe it was called the Harlem culture fest in 1969, a new documentary directed by quest love. Um, awesome music in it. I highly recommend checking it out. And I watched, I went to the theater yesterday and saw the forever purge. Yeah. Um, was it terrible? I mean, it, it uh, <clears throat> broke the streak of each movie getting worse and worse. 
Um, it's not as bad as the what you know the movie they called the first purge. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's still not great. I mean, it um, it does the same thing that all these other purge movies have done, where they sort of touch on social issues, but then don't really explore them fully. Um, yeah. And you know, it's fine. I you know, I I wouldn't go see it in the theater, but you know, if you're at home one day a year from now and you see it pop up on Hulu or Netflix or something, mm-hmm. hey, you, you could do worse than watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not a ringing endorsement. Okay. Okay. So, um, that is all that, uh, yeah, that's all that I watched. Wow. Yeah. No big uh, old list like you normally have. No, um, I'm, well, you know why? Because I spent so much time watching Below Deck. Oh, you fucking That asshole. was the thing, because I did think I was going to watch a lot over the four-day week, or the three-day weekend, but, you know, then I spent most of my free time watching Below Deck, so. Um, we'll jump into news. Uh, there's a new Child's Play documentary in the works. Really? Yeah, it's um, the daughter of Tony Gardner, who's a special effects guy is uh, looking to release a new child's play documentary called Living with Chucky. Hmm. Um, And she has a GoFundMe, I believe, up now to try and uh, get the funds together to finish it. She's hoping to have it on a streaming service in October if she can get it done in time. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know how much of a deep dive it will be, but uh, I like those. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you've watched Crystal Lake Memories or Never Sleep Again on Shudder. Um, but they are both fantastic. Um, I highly recommend blocking out uh, one like night, getting pizza and some booze and watching all like seven and a half hours of Crystal Lake Memories in one go. It's wow. so great. That's how I did it. Um, but uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. Hopefully we'll get that one uh, soon. Scream Factory is going to be releasing the first five Halloween movies in 4K. They're coming out this fall. I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I did see that. And uh, there's special packs of um, sets where they have a, they'll come with a seven-inch record and everything. Oh. Um, yeah, they look pretty nice. Pretty cool. Um, so, you know. Uh, check those out if you're if you're interested. I don't know. I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player, so I will not uh, I will not be getting those. Plus, I have the set. I don't feel like I need anything else. That's fair. Yeah. Um, speaking of Halloween, we talked about this last time. The uh, Halloween pinball machine that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company that's making it has released on their YouTube page a- an official video showing the actual machine, and it looks badass. Does it? Wait, yeah. wait, I want to see the video. Send it to me. All right, I'll send it to you here in just a second because I'll have to go find it again. <laughs> Good. Um, but I, I will send it to you. Yeah, it looks really awesome. Um, it makes me sad that I'm not stupid rich. Uh, yeah. To, to In order to buy the Halloween pinball machine, that's the only reason I want to be stupid rich now. There you go. Yeah. And uh, we got a first look in quotes. At the new Slumber Party Massacre reboot, um, essentially we got a photo of uh, of uh, from the or a still frame from the film. Um, mm. 
and it doesn't i mean it's uh, a handful of girls at a slumber party so it doesn't yeah, really tell you say, anything it doesn't yeah. give you much of anything i'm sure no not really it's uh you know uh this is um releasing stills has become a way to drum up some publicity i guess um, yeah but uh yeah it's uh nothing to be re- revealed uh it is expected to hit sci-fi sometime this year though so keep an eye out for that um you haven't seen the original have you nope yeah really good and it looks like we are going to get the return of the homicidal unicorn from karis hell excuse me yeah we've got the uh trailer for karis hell the second uh don't know a release date on it yet but i am excited have you seen karis hell no oh it's awesome I don't believe you. Oh, no, it, it is amazing. It's a, 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 a unicorn or actually a horse, I think, from a, a carousel comes to life and breaks off the uh, the, caris, the carousel. And then, you know, it has the stick going through its head. So it's like a unicorn's horn and it okay, murders so it's, people. It's probably a unicorn then, not a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it murders people and it's awesome. <laughs> okay. If so, you say so, I, yeah. I still don't believe you. No, it's, it's, a, it's a really good movie. I'd recommend checking that out in preparation for the sequel. And the last thing that I have, um, it was, uh, well, you actually sent this to me that it, uh, it was announced there will be no Lovecraft Country season two. Uh, and then I saw that the um, creator of Lovecraft Country said they had a, a story for season two that was going to take place in an alternate version of America with zombies. I did see that when going through looking for news today. Uh-huh. Um, I was I just scrolled past it and I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. But yeah. I never watched any of Lovecraft Country. I know you watched it and you really were enjoying it. Yeah, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I thought it was really good and um, a little uh, a little disappointed that there's not going to be a second season, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. That's, that's weird. That's I feel like that's weird for HBO to because it was on HBO, right? Yes. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's very weird for them to only give a show one season. Yeah. I, so I really want to know. There's got to be something else that was going on uh-huh. with that because HBO usually does a really good job. Yeah. Well, maybe it didn't do the numbers they were expecting or something. Maybe. I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of that you know really sort of makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was really, uh, kind of looking forward to that. So, you know, so yeah. much for that. And, uh, you know what? I think I'll be okay though. I'm sure you will. Yeah. They did end on a, I mean, it, the show, the, um, the show did end on a, a note that was like a good wrap up for it. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. It wasn't. You know, uh, it, it's not like they left on a cliffhanger or anything, really. So uh, that's a good thing for the show. Uh, did you have any news? Um, well, you took uh, one of mine, and I already mentioned the Fear Street 1978, I think it is, um, that drops on Friday. The mm-hmm. only other thing I have is that um, uh, trademark was filed for the next entry in the Dark Pictures Anthology. Oh, really? Um, even though we don't have House of Ashes yet, um, mm-hmm. they are already getting ready to make the next one. 
um, which I'm really excited about because I didn't know if they were going to do another one after this because I think originally it was just supposed to be a trilogy. Um, it was filed the end of June, doesn't list specifics, but um, there's a logo for it and it's entitled The Devil in Me. Okay. So that but, sounds really cool. Yeah, so we'll get uh, probably a trailer for that at the end of... House of Ashes. I yeah. hope um, that's supposed to be dropping October 22nd. Okay. So. Looking forward to that. Uh, I yeah, do like those I'm, games. Yeah, I'm really excited that they're going to do another one because, like I, I said, I think originally when they announced that they were just going to do three. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those games are massively popular. Yeah, I love so. those games. So, uh, oh, yeah, they're I'm, great. I'm glad that they're going to continue. Yeah. And the Devil and Me sounds like uh, some sort of exorcist kind of thing. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that gives me something to look forward to. That's good news. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that is good news. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right. Is that the only news you have? That is it. All right. Well, we'll jump into our subject for this week, which is another profile episode. Um, we've only done one of these in the past, and that was a, a profile of uh, Wes Craven. Uh, this time we're turning to John Carpenter. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say... John Carpenter is probably my favorite director. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's I, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, yeah. Real quick from Wikipedia, um, just some information. He was born January 16th, 1948 in Carthage, New York. Um, he did uh, his family moved to Bowling Green, Kentucky in 1953. So he was pretty young, about five years old. Uh, when they moved there and uh, his father was um, the head of the music department at Western Kentucky University. Uh, so John uh, went to school there for a little while and then transferred to the University of Southern California School of Cinematic Arts in 1968. He didn't finish uh, school at USC, though. He quit to make his first feature film. Um, and it's also worth noting that while he was at USC, um, he wrote and directed a, an eight-minute short called Captain Voyeur, and this apparently it was rediscovered in the USC archives in 2011. And I, I haven't seen it, but I guess it's uh, interesting because it, it shows uh, off a lot of the elements that would later appear in Halloween, mm. like like some of the POV shots and that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, and also while he was in school, he collaborated with producer John Longnecker as co-writer, film editor, and music composer for The Resurrection of Bronco Billy. Uh, that won an Academy Award for Best Live Action Short. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, before he dropped out of school, he was a co-writer, editor, and composer on a film that had won an Academy Award. Um, jumping into John Carpenter's filmography, um, we will quickly run through this. Uh, Captain Voyeur, we mentioned. Resurrection of Bronco Billy, we, we mentioned. He also was the editor on a film called Last Foxtrot in Burbank. I haven't seen it. Don't know anything about it. But then we get into the stuff that he's known for. Yeah. In, in 1974, his first film, Dark Star, is released. Um, he was the director, writer, producer, composer on Dark oh, Star. He did a whole bunch yeah, well, it started as a um, a student film while he was st still at USC. 
Okay. And then they can they completed the film um, after he had dropped out of school. I think the total budget was about sixty grand. And uh, let's see if I can find this real quick because there was another guy who worked with him on the movie who went on. Uh, it was co-written by Dan O'Bannon, <laughs> and uh, Dan O'Bannon went on to uh, write um, Alien, and apparently. Oh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, lifted quite liberally from the script for Dark Star mm. um, in Alien. Um, but uh, after I haven't seen Dark Star, um, I have not. You know, it's it's um, most of the time it's listed as a sci-fi comedy, hmm. and honestly, that doesn't that description doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> no. So I've never watched the movie. Um, his next movie is Assault on Precinct 13. Uh, that comes out in 1976. Um, he was the director, writer, composer, and editor. Um, for some reason, cr- credited as John T. Chance. Um, I, I, I have no idea. Um, this is more of a, a um, sort of like an action film more than anything else. Um, I haven't seen it. Um, uh, it's one that I've always wanted to to watch, and I just never have gotten around to. Um, it looks pretty cool, though. I know there was a remake in um, I'm going to say the mid 2000s, starring John Travolta. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the remake's not good. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, but I don't uh, know I, John Travolta though. Yeah, he's not good. Oh my gosh, shut up. He's good in like Welcome Back Cotter, and that's it. And Pulp Fiction. Like in Grease? No, no, don't what? No, I don't like Grease. Oh my god, you're the fucking worst. I don't talk badly about John Travolta. I do not like I'm just gonna kick your ass. I don't like Grease. Um and and also I I should uh clarify my statements. I said John Travolta is not good, and I don't really mean that. John Travolta is good, he's a good actor he picks really bad projects. It's like, he doesn't know how to say no. So he's very rarely in good movies. What are you talking about? It's true. Look at his filmography. He's very rarely in good movies. Okay. You're telling me Saturday night fever was bad. No, I said rarely. He has some good movies. Hogs is bad. What? Telling me Carrie is bad. Did you say wild hogs? Oh yeah. Yeah. That movie's terrible. Oh no. Great movie. No. No, no, Great no. movie. What no. else has he been in that no. I've seen? You have the worst taste in everything. No, you, that's that not movie true. is awful. That movie's great. It's uh, a fun movie. All right. Well, he was in the Look Who's Talking movies. So okay, that's great. He was White in Hairspray. Man's Burden. He was in Fanatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, if he's gonna make my point for me, that's fine. <laughs> All right, whatever. He's great. I love him. All right. I, it's, again, usually not him. It's usually the projects he chooses to be involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have not seen Assault on Precinct 13. Um, and then in 1978, he released. Uh, he was um, the writer on a movie called Eyes of Laura Mars. I have no idea what that is. It sounds made for TV, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... I uh, I have no no idea what it is. Uh, oh no, it was not it. Uh, Neo noir mystery thriller starring Faye Dunaway and Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. I mean, I could I could get into that, maybe. 
I like Tommy Lee Jones anyway. Yeah, Faye Dunaway, she's fine. Um, but then we get into uh, the big stuff. 1978, also the year that Halloween came out. Ah, beautiful. Yes, he was the director, writer, and composer on uh, on Halloween. Um, and this movie, um, he got Halloween because the producers liked Assault on Precinct 13. And then I think that he um, was able to make everything else because he made Halloween. Yeah, probably. You know, um, he has uh, a lot of great movies on his um, in his filmography. Um, and I love a ton of his movies, but this one is probably I, I would assume this is his calling card movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And we've talked uh, at Halloween. We talked about this movie ad nauseum. I mean, it's we it, did. Uh, huh? I, I was saying we did. Oh, yes, yes, we did. Yeah. I, and it's uh, mostly because of me and my love for the movie, I think, um, and everything Probably. else about it. I mean, it. I, I do love this movie a lot, too. But your yeah. love for this movie is... He knows uh, no bounds. Bar none. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, Halloween 1978, it, it uh, really set the stage for all of the slashers to come and uh, for the slasher boom of the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And um, put John Carpenter, I think, firmly on the map. And then in 1980, we got uh, The Fog, um, which he was the director, writer, and composer of. Have you seen The Fog? I have not seen The Fog. Oh, hold on. <laughs> the, uh, a list. I need to, to add list. that to. Yeah. No, I don't want to add this to the list. I can see right here there's Tom Atkins in it, and yes. I'm not watching it. Yes, Tom Atkins. I'm not watching it. Um, and that's one of the things that makes it um, great. But no. there are so many things that make The Fog a great movie. It's um, The score by John Carpenter is amazing in The Fog. Um, it also, if I'm not mistaken, contains John Carpenter's only uh, on-screen acting role. Hmm. Um, he did not like uh, the work that he did apparently on screen and never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's in it. Adrian Barbeau is in it. Um, and it is um, it's a masterfully told ghost story, really. It's hmm. um, it's a lot of fun and a, a really good movie. It also got remade at some point in the 2000s and it was awful. I don't know. Yeah, I remember that movie coming out, but mm-hmm. I don't remember really anything about it. Okay. Well, I don't think I watched that either. Yeah. Um, it's not good. The remake is terrible. Um, and also Tom Atkins in The Fog sleeps with Jamie Lee Curtis because he's awesome. I, I... <laughs> Uh, and then the very next year, 1981, we get Escape from New York. Um, Pliskin. Uh, yep. Right? Yep. Again, uh, John Carpenter, Pliskin. director, writer, and composer. Um, have you seen Escape from New York? I have not seen Escape from New York. The reason I know anything about this movie is because of Metal Gear Solid. Oh, okay. Series, because they pull from this and like Snake is basically based off of Snake Pliskin. Yeah. And he uses that Pliskin as an alias at one point in one of the games. Oh, well, um, yeah, Snake Pliskin played by Kurt Russell, um, who will go on to collaborate a, a few times with John Carpenter. Um, 
And that's one of the things about John Carpenter, I think, as a filmmaker that you see throughout his career. Um, he collaborates with a lot of the same people, both in front of and behind the camera. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, so he uh, he always, he, you know, seemed like he had a group of people that he liked to work with, and he, he tried to stick to them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Escape from New York is, I think it's more of an action movie than a horror movie. Um, it's um, maybe some sci-fi mixed in there, but it's it's awesome. And uh, I just added it to the list as well. Um, because it's uh, it's a it's a cult classic that is amazing. Uh, Snake Plissken has to go into New York to rescue the president, and Snake Plissken is a badass, and he doesn't really want to rescue the president, but he can he can get free from prison if he does. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, also in 1981, Halloween Two came out. Now John Carpenter did not direct that. Um, he he did write the script. Mm-hmm. He was a producer, and he worked on the score. And he did direct some reshoots that were done for Halloween too. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the stuff that he directed, uh, they wanted to sort of up the gore yeah. a bit on Halloween too, because you know they now had Friday the Thirteenth and a host of other slashers had come out uh, between Halloween and, and Halloween too, mm-hmm. and they had all sort of upped the gore count, and they thought they needed to do that to kind of keep pace. Yeah, Um, it was not originally um, done that way. So they asked John Carpenter to sort of come in and and add some of that stuff in. And he did. Um, But he's uncredited. Yeah. uh, As the director. So we don't need to talk too much about it. Halloween 2 is awesome, though. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, The next movie is 1982's The Thing, uh, where he was the director. And that's it. He didn't do the music. He didn't write it. None of that. Hmm. Yeah. but it's uh, him working with Kurt Russell again. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a whole. Uh, did we do this? Was this Ghost Watches or a this remake? This was a Rumble? Ghost Watches. Okay, and uh, um, awesome movie. I agree. I really, really loved this movie. It was really good. It was really well done. The storytelling was good. The acting was really good. The special effects were phenomenal considering the time. Yeah, it I think it's a really good movie. I, I to me, it is sci-fi horror at its at its peak um mm-hmm. the only movie that i think i would say is maybe a better sci-fi horror movie is alien mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah the thing is just incredible and um again uh, the location is amazing mm-hmm. uh, it's set in antarctica they actually shot it somewhere in canada i believe but um it looks it looks beautiful um it was widely panned by critics when it came out people did not like it um it did not get uh, recognized for the masterpiece that it is until years later, um, which is too bad. But uh, yeah. I, yeah, I absolutely love the thing. You can go find the episode where we talked about that movie in depth. Yeah, if you want to hear more about the thing. Uh, 1982 also saw Halloween three, season of the witch, one of the finest of the series. No, 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 um, <laughs> no. Cut that all out. Uh, John Carpenter was a producer on that movie and uh, also worked on the score he is uh, an uncredited co-writer mm. on the film as well that would be the last involvement that he would have with the halloween franchise for many many years um uh he he didn't have much involvement in the movie so we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about it just know that it's awesome that's all you need to know it's terrible don't listen to him. uh tom atkins stars in it and he's terrible. amazing terrible uh in 1983 we get um john carpenter's christine 
uh, that was adapted from Stephen King's work. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the director on that film and the composer. Have you seen Christine? I saw this movie a very long time ago mm-hmm. um, when I was a kid. I probably shouldn't have watched it. I remember when grandma had it on VHS mm-hmm. um, and that's how I watched it. But I really don't remember much about the movie. No. Um, I rewatched it not too long ago. And um, it's still good. It wasn't as good as I remembered it being. However, um, so yeah, I guess I was a little disappointed with it, but uh, it's, it's still not a bad movie. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, as I was watching, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, I remember this being much better. Yeah, um, I could have swore, though, uh, that there was a remake of this that had come out. I don't I remember. I think a it remake. was Christine. Yeah, no. I think I'm misremembering it because it looks like um, there have been talks actually recently that Sony and Blumhouse were going to do a remake. Okay. Um, but I could have, maybe that's what I saw, but I could have swore there was a remake before that. But yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of Constantine or something else like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, Christine, the killer car movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, about a nerd who buys a nice car and it, uh, you know, sort of falls in love with him or something, becomes obsessed with him and starts yeah. killing people. It's a, uh, it's a weird movie. It's a weird idea, but it's uh, you know, a story from the mind of Stephen King. So what do you expect? Exactly. And um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good movie. I will tell you, I have the score on vinyl. The score is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, I mean, that's a theme that's going to come up. You're going to hear me say that a million times because John Carpenter's music is amazing, you know, um, mm-hmm. which, of course, all feeds back into his father being a, a music chair at a, a university. Yeah. I'm sure had a, a big impact on that. I'm guessing there was always plenty of music around the Carpenter household when he was growing up. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, 1984, we saw the um, Philadelphia exp- Experiment. I've never seen this. He was the executive producer, but that was his only involvement. We don't really need to get into it, um, especially because I haven't seen. Have you seen it? Nope. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, but also that same year he directed Starman, um, which is not a horror movie at all. Um, it is uh, more of a romance than it is anything else. Uh, have you what? seen, have you seen Starman? No. Okay. Um, it's actually a really good movie and uh, it stars Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen and uh, Jeff Bridges. Is, it's a, it's listed as a sci-fi romance here. Uh, Jeff Bridges is an alien who uh, who uh, comes to Earth, and uh, he and uh, Karen Allen fall in love. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's an entertaining movie. I haven't seen it in years. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, John Carpenter stretched his legs outside of horror quite a bit. Yeah, um, you know he's he's known as the master of horror, and for for good reason. But he did stretch his legs outside, which is you. weird because so far it's really we've gone over one, two, three, four, only four, only half. Yeah, has really been horror thus far. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing he did, well, he was the writer and executive producer of Black Moon Rising in 1986. I have no idea what that is. Um, but then another masterpiece of a film comes out also in 1986, John Carpenter directs also composes the music, uh, 
for Big Trouble in Little China. Now, Big Trouble in Little China, another not horror movie that he made, um, but is an amazing film. Have you seen Big Trouble in Little China? No. How is that even possible? Um, I don't know. Oh, I my God. It. I'm putting it on the list. That's even not though- even a horror movie. Yeah, but it's horror enough. No, it's not. <laughs> there are monsters. I'll tell you why. Because it's a classic and you have to see it. That's why. This is the second Kurt Russell movie now that you've put on the list recently. Yeah, well, pretty much. Do you just want to do a Kurt Russell profile? You should see everything that Kurt Russell's in, basically. Um, Okay, so, yeah, it stars Kurt Russell. It's also got um, uh, Kim Cattrall in it. And uh, (laughs) so Kurt Russell plays Jack Burton. Um, Jack is a truck driver and... Uh, he gets caught up in all sorts of a mess in uh, Chinatown in San Francisco. And it is a batshit crazy movie that is just a great time. The fact that you haven't seen it is really disappointing. Uh, well, not my thing. <laughs> oh, it's totally your thing, though. That's the thing. Is it actually my thing? Or yeah, it's awesome. I watch it. It's so much fun. It, it's just a lot of fun. It says it's a fantasy martial arts action comedy film. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, it, it's, so, it's so awesome. Look, I, I, seriously, it, watch it. You'll love it. I don't trust you, though. Well, you should because it's amazing. My trust in you has dwindled over the years. I don't know how. Over the year of recording this. I always I knock it out works. of the park on ghost watches. <laughs> just one time you didn't <laughs> like the movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> up next is Prince of Darkness. This is very much a horror movie. It came out in 1987, um, written, directed, and scored by John Carpenter. This one is uh, stars uh, Donald Pleasance. I remember him being in it, and if there's anybody else in it that I even remember. Um, it is, if I'm not mistaken, about a group of uh, scientists who, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, they go to a church to investigate uh, some sort of weird uh, liquid that's found or something. And it turns out that it's uh, Satan. Satan? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a really good movie. It's not, uh, it's not great. But um, it is really good, and it is a lot of fun. Um, and uh, have you have not seen it, I assume? No. Based on your disbelief that it was Satan? Yeah, uh, I have not seen this. Okay, so, yeah, it is, um, it's not, uh, it, it's not the best of John Carpenter, but it, it is uh, really good and, and a lot of fun, and uh, I would recommend checking it out as well. It was on, I think, Shudder for a while or something. Uh, and then in 1988, we get They Live, again, uh, director, writer, uh, composer. Um, have you seen They Live? Nope. Really? Mm-hmm. That is a shock. All right, They Live is um, an absolute classic. It's uh, probably more of a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. than it is a horror film, but uh, it's uh, horror enough, I guess. It stars uh, Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, this is the the movie with the famous line, I'm here to, to chew bubble gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. How um, have I not seen this? And also one of the longest fight scenes ever <laughs> mm, <laughs> between, uh, between Roddy Piper and Keith David in an alley. It goes on forever. Um, and basically, it was they wanted a, a, a long, interesting fight scene. So they just had Roddy Piper. My understanding of it is, anyway, they just had Roddy Piper sort of choreograph it with Keith David as, you know, as if it was a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, really good and, and an excellent movie. Um, it is about um, uh, well, it sort of bears the social issues of consumerism and uh, and being blind to the powers that lead us. Um, and uh, they uh, get these sort of I don't know magical sunglasses that when you put them on, you can see the world for what it really is, and that uh, there are aliens who are here controlling us and trying to take over. And if there's one man who can stop him, God damn it, it's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Right? All right. Yeah. Um, after that, we got um, 1992's Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Uh, he was the director of this movie. Uh, I have not seen this. Um, according to Wikipedia, it is a black Ooh. comedy starring Chevy Chase and Daryl Hannah. Yeah, I just saw that. I like both of them and Sam Neill's in it. Um. So yeah, I don't I don't know much about it. It's uh, it looks like a movie that I don't know. I'm not certain. I just don't know if it would appeal to me. But um, maybe. I don't know. I think I would watch it because I like um, Chevy Chase and Daryl Hannah and Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. So I would give this a try. Yeah, I've never I heard of it before though. It's hard for me to like Chevy Chase anymore after Why? hearing about just after hearing all the stories about what a dickhead he is. Mm-hmm. But, um, I didn't hear any stories about him being a dickhead. So. Oh yeah? No. I yeah, you not. should look him up. Not a nice fella. Um but um I don't know. Maybe it's worth watching. It, according to this, it was uh, initially developed for director Ivan Reitman. Mm, okay. Um and uh, and uh, that version never came to fruition due to disagreements between Reitman and Chase. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Chevy Chase didn't get along with somebody. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, yeah, so not a movie I've ever seen. Uh, we'll move on to 1994's In the Mouth of Madness, uh, which John Carpenter was the director and composer. Um, this is a movie I have seen a couple of times and boy is it hard to understand um have you ever seen in the mouth of madness um i have not okay it is um it's really good um it's just that the story is extremely complicated oh see mm, that's um, where you lose me it stars sam neill and um he plays um I believe he plays a writer or is he a professor? I, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but um, anyway, he, he begins to um, sort of enter the works of a writer by the name of Sutter Kane. Mm-hmm. And it gets really weird from, from there. Okay. 
Um, it's, um, it's like I said, I, it's been a while since I've seen it and I didn't really understand it all that well. when I watched It looks it. pretty cool though. Um, it is a really cool idea for a movie. Um, and it's, uh, you know, Sam Neill's great. Like you said, you, you like Sam Neill. Everybody should like Sam Neill. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a good movie. I, I would recommend checking it out. And then we get to 1995's village of the damned again. Uh, Carpenter was the director and composer. This was a remake really? of, yeah, of a film from 1960. Um, I have not seen the original version, but I have seen Carpenter's version a number of times. Have you seen this one? Nope. Have you seen any John Carpenter movies? Um, I've seen Halloween in the thing. Do you know who John Carpenter is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, created Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's all you really need to know. This is uh, this is a really, really good movie. Um, the, it, um, it doesn't hold up the best. Uh, I think it, let's just say there are things about it that look kind of silly in 2021. Um, but, but we're scary as hell <laughs> you know, in 1995, but essentially the people, uh, of this entire town all black out at the same time. And then they all wake up at the same time and a bunch of women are mysteriously just pregnant. And, uh, what? when the children are born, um, they are these evil children. Um, and what the fuck? Yeah, they are creepy as hell. This just sounds fucking weird. Yeah, it is. Um, it is a, a very good movie, and I, I do recommend um, checking it out. But I would, again, just know going into it, there are some of the things that that happen, like with the children's eyes, like glow, like this weird, like orange or whatever, and it looks kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it looked great at the time that it came out, so just be aware of that. <laughs> Uh, when you watch it and the cast is uh, it has Christopher Reeve in it and Kirstie mm-hmm. Alley um, and I don't recognize any of these other names Mark Hamill's in it oh yeah Mark Hamill is in it yeah how I forgot he was in it how could you pass over that huh how could you pass over that I don't know well you know I only think of him as Chucky I hate you Please, <laughs> we're done we're done we're calling it a day that's all you get about John Carpenter that's it we're done we're done this will be the last episode um, yeah, I will be replacing Rob on slash radio. So go listen to me over there from now on. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Um, up next is the 1996 movie escape from LA, uh, John Carpenter, director, writer, and composer. This is, uh, obviously a sequel to escape from New York. I own this score on vinyl. The score is fantastic. I have never seen this movie. I am ashamed to say. Yeah, I've never seen it, obviously, because I didn't see it escape from New York. So. Right, right, right. Because you don't watch movies, apparently. I do, just, like, you know, you asked me what, that are worth watching. You asked me, like, what the topic was, and I told you to watch all of John Carpenter's movies, and you didn't watch I any I asked videos. you this morning, or this <laughs> afternoon, at what time was I going to have time to watch every single movie he's worked on? <laughs> I've seen um, the important ones. So then we have, um, after that, 1998's Vampires, director, composer. Um, sadly, I've not seen this one either. Now we're getting to the point to where I haven't seen his movies. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I didn't see vampires. I did not hear good things about it. Um, did you see it? Nope. Didn't think so. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, to a movie that I did see, 2001's Ghost of Mars. Um, written, directed, and composed uh, by John Carpenter. Um, this one, if I'm not mistaken, has Ice Cube in it. What the Yeah. Fuck? Yeah, yeah I, it sure I, does. Yeah, Ice Cube, Jason Statham. Uh, Pam Greer is in it. Uh, Natasha wow. Hinstridge. Um, I will say this. I did see this movie. I saw it in theaters uh, when it came out. I have not seen it since. So that means that, uh, you know, since August of 2001, so almost 20 years ago, uh, was the one time that I've seen the movie. I don't remember it all that well, believe it or not. Although I do remember Ice Cube being in it. Um, I did not think it was all that great. Um, but I, I do also feel like maybe it's a movie I should revisit, um, to give it a fair shake. But yeah, at the time I remember not liking it very much. Uh, in 2002, he was the executive producer on vampires, Los Muertos. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Probably not. Never I'm, even heard of it. Nope. Me either. <laughs> um, and then he was the, uh, a producer on the 2005 remake of the fog. We talked about that. It is awful. Mm. Um, and then in 2010, uh, he directed, uh, what so far has been his final film. And that is the ward. Um, uh, did you see the ward? Okay, so I haven't, but I've gone past this movie, I don't know how many times on Netflix and almost watched it, Uh but then didn't. I kind of thought maybe you would have seen this because it seems Um, like a a movie that... uh, Oh yeah, right up my alley, definitely. Yeah, something you would watch. I mean, it stars Amber Heard and Danielle Panabaker or whatever. Yeah, Panabaker, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I you know what? I think I didn't even realize this was a John Carpenter movie because I just like flipped through like because like it doesn't say his name on yeah. the poster that's on Netflix. So I, I saw it and I I don't know how many times I've gone through like, man, I should watch this. This looks really, really good. And then I find something else to end up watching. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's not bad. It, it got really terrible reviews. And people still slam it uh, to this day. <laughs> But uh, I remember seeing it um, probably a couple of years after it came out. So it's, you know, around 2012 or so. And it's not a bad movie. Um, it's not great. It's not peak John Carpenter, but it's uh, it's pretty good. It has, um, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, it has some decent scares in it. Uh, plenty of creepiness. Yeah, this and, really sounds like right up my fucking alley. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought you would have seen this one. Um but um, so that was the last film he directed. And he really, after that, seemed to be more focused on his music. You know, he released mm-hmm. some albums, um, him and his son, Cody, along with. Um, uh, oh, now I feel bad because I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, he's the son of one of the guys from the Kinks. Um, Daniel Davies. Daniel Davies. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, who also, by the way, put out a solo record that I really like. Uh, Daniel oh, Davies. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, I feel bad for not remembering his name. Sorry, Daniel. I'm sure he listens to this podcast. And oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, and they did uh, Lost Themes, Lost Themes 2, just released Lost Themes 3. They also did mm-hmm. an album called uh, Anthology, where they re-recorded a bunch of the um, sort of classic themes from John Carpenter movies. Oh, that's cool. Um, but he's been doing that. They've been making records. They've been going on tour um, and all sorts of stuff up until 2018. 
when he was brought back into the fold as an executive producer and the composer, along with his son, Cody and Daniel Davies, uh, for um, Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 2018 sequel to the 1978 film of the same title. Yep. Um, and that was really his first uh, foray back into the world of Michael Myers and Halloween. Uh, and in the official capacity, he is um, also an executive producer and composed the score for Halloween Kills that we will get uh, here in October. Mm-hmm. And sure. there have been lots of uh, lots of rumors running around about things that John Carpenter is uh, going to do. Apparently, he is starting uh, or has started, I don't know, a podcast hmm. of sort of uh, scary stories. That's cool. Um, uh, is going to be coming out and uh, has recently said that uh, he would be open to uh, making movies again and that he has some ideas. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, yeah. I would... I, as little as I've seen from John Carpenter, the things that I have seen were really, really good. Uh-huh. Um, I know, obviously, like, I feel like even when we did the West Craven, when I didn't see a ton of the movies, like, I mean, he has done so many more um, than John Carpenter did. But I, I feel like the reason why I haven't seen them is he leans way far into the sci-fi stuff sometimes he does yeah and he he, um he enjoyed those movies when he was mm -hmm. younger yeah Yeah. it's very hit or miss for me when it comes to sci-fi movies yeah i'm Uh, with you like i said i've never seen dark star yeah for me when it comes to sci-fi like it has to be somewhat believable Mm -hmm. to me um and when it's just way too far gone as far as like the sci-fi stuff like i can't wrap my head around it Mm -hmm. um especially when they try to make it like oh it's humans but like we went to this planet for this reason for this is it's like okay right really i don't know that's probably why i haven't seen a lot of these movies because a lot of his other ones that are kind of you know more horror related are lean way into that sci-fi stuff yeah yeah, I could see that. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm hoping that uh, we get uh, another movie from him soon. Honestly, yeah, I'd love to see great. it. Um, I'd love to see it. Although I do, I uh, have been enjoying the music that he's been doing also. And I, yeah. I have not had a chance to catch him on tour. So um, maybe that's something I can do. He goes on tour? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And does what? Plays his music. He plays his music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he just, just like, does he turn the record on and just play it? No, no. on no. stage or does he no. have like a whole band? No, him and his son and and uh, Daniel Davies. They all they go out and uh, and they play the the music. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just you know, like hmm. bands and people do. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, I uh, I would love to uh, to get a chance to check a, a show out. I just haven't had one. Um, but I think unless you've got anything to add. On John Carpenter, I guess that'll wrap it up. Um, yeah, no, I don't have anything else to add other than uh, apparently there are some more movies I need to watch. <laughs> yeah, there really are a lot. There really are a lot. Yeah, and- I'll definitely check out They Live in the War at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Big Trouble in Little China you should watch because it's awesome. You're going to have, not. I promise you, you will have so much fun with that movie. It is just batshit crazy and so much fun. So if I watch it, and don't like it, what do I get? Nothing. You just get the experience of having watched the I movie, get, Ghost. 
nothing okay how about this if no. you make me watch it and i don't like it we have to do an episode on the devil's rejects i just did an episode on that crappy i movie. don't care I don't care. It's not a crappy movie. It's a and no, because you'll just come back and say you didn't like it no matter what then. That's not true. I will be honest. Uh-huh. I'm always honest. Uh-huh. Especially when we do the ghost watches, I'm always honest. Every uh-huh. time I go into it, I want to say I fucking hated it. And I always end up, you know, somewhere or another <laughs> liking them. Therefore, I'll be honest about it. Yeah, sure. I'm going to make you do, uh, uh, we're going to have to do the whole trilogy. Uh, no. rejects all three i'm gonna make you watch all three of them no i will never yeah. ever sign up for that yeah you will <laughs> i'll make you um so that uh that's john carpenter in a in a nutshell um he is like i said probably my favorite director of all time mm-hmm. uh, i'm hard pressed to think of anyone whose films i uh i enjoy as much as his um but uh i guess that's gonna do it you can find the show on twitter uh, we are at this horror life. You can shoot us an email, this horror life at gmail.com. People, where can ghost, uh, ghost, where can people find you? <laughs> wow. People, you can yep. find ghost at on Twitter at ghost CJ with a zero, or you can follow me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ghost CJ. I was actually streaming earlier, but not anything fun because I was just doing some offline challenges on Friday the 13th oh. uh, to get some emotes. That's kind of fun. Yeah, so um, you can catch me on there. I don't have a set schedule, but have you uh, have you played Farm Simulator or anything on there yet? No, I don't no. plan on it. You gotta get to Sorry. the. You gotta give the people what they want, Ghost. The people don't want that. You're the <laughs> only one that does, and I'm sorry, I will not be playing that game for you. Unbelievable. I am on Twitter at Radio Rob One Two Three, and you can listen to my other show, Slasher Radio, wherever you are listening to this horror life. Ghost, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure.